and that was the uh, the we did take the old dining hall. That upstairs was just wide open, and we reinforced the ceiling in there and put cabins up there and things. So that's was that know. what later became Wagon Inn, mm-hmm. which was torn down not i don't know when, well, seven after, or eight years ago but, yeah so you're probably like hey guys you're tearing down all the stuff i helped build what's going on well, that's the way it is <laughs> <laughs> hey everyone and welcome to the new life ranch monthly camp podcast i'm your host justin metcalf MCP is all about the people that love New Life Ranch and the stories of how God is using this place to change lives. This season on the podcast, we are reflecting on NLR's past and celebrating 60 years of impact and lives changed for Jesus. On today's episode, I'll be talking to Lowell Heck, a longtime board member and the son of Reverend Willard Heck, the founder of New Life Ranch. But before we do that, let's find out what's happening around the ranch with some New Life news. This year, 2018, marks 60 years for New Life Ranch, impacting lives for the gospel. And here today to talk with me about lots of things that we have planned to celebrate the 60 years of impact of New Life Ranch is our Director of Development, Mr. Tim Hale. Mr. Tim, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Justin. How are you doing? Good. Uh, hey, first off, I finally got you on the podcast. Right. It, it just took a really long time, but you're finally here. Right. Uh, and I finally get to talk to you. So uh, all the listeners out there have been so curious, I'm sure, <laughs> who this Tim Hale fellow is. <laughs> uh, Director of Development, you've been here since, mm, when did you start? Started in May okay. this past year. Okay. Yeah. So coming up on your year anniversary. Right, coming up. Um, well, you picked a good year to start because it's the 60th year. Uh, New Life Ranch. Uh, so what, what, what do you have in the works in the development department to celebrate those 60 years? Well, it's kind of crazy because, yeah, um, you know, I've known about the ranch. Our kids went to ranch here uh, mm-hmm. starting in the 90s. Uh, it, does, it just seems like yesterday we were celebrating the 50th anniversary. It I remember does, coming yeah. back for that. And uh, it was a, that was a big milestone. Uh, so I think was, that was about 10 years ago. It was about it? 10 years ago, exactly. <laughs> Uh, but as we started to think about that uh, before the end of the year, we were like, well, what are we going to do for 60? Um, you know, 60 is not 75, but 60 is still important. Sure. Still an important milestone. So, yeah. uh, you know, there's some things that happen anyway during the course of the year. And so one of those things that's coming up uh, in February, are actually our anniversary happens in February. So that's yep. actually when we celebrate 60 years. And then right on the heels of that in April – uh, we have our Nights for New Life dinners yep. coming up. We do that every year. Uh, you know, the, really the focus of that is is normally to get our friends to come alongside us and and get get our funding for the scholarship for the 1914 scholarship yep. fund that we have every year. Uh, but this year, part of that is going to be to really celebrate 60 years. Yeah, uh, we're really hoping that uh, some of our alumni, some of our former campers, you know, other supporters, people that want to reconnect. Yeah, that they'll show up for our dinners. So, yeah. do you, do you have to be an alumni? Do you have to have no been associated? No, you don't have to be associated. In fact, we want people that are just interested in the ranch. Yeah, uh, show up. I mean, that's what we're really asking. The and f- hear about the sixty years of impact. Yeah, yeah. And hear about the sixty years of impact. So, 
it's a way for us to actually do what we'd like to do anyway. Let's <laughs> talk about what God's doing here at the ranch. Right. Um, it's just exciting to know that God's been doing that for 60 years. Yeah. And so it's, it's, it's our opportunity to really through that lens mm-hmm. say this is what's happened. This is what's been going on for 60 years. And actually, here's what's continuing to go on. Yeah. And we have a lot. We have a lot going on, as yep. you said early. Yeah, we'll earlier. have three dinners uh, in Tulsa, Northwest Arkansas, here at New Life Ranch, and then we'll have a lunch in Oklahoma City. That's correct. And those dates, they're all, on our all website. Happen, and, all happen in April. They'll yeah. be on the website. Uh, April 3rd is here at the ranch. April 5th is in Northwest Arkansas. April 11th in Oklahoma City, the lunch. It'll okay. be a luncheon. And then April 12th in Tulsa. Okay. So we're just... We're excited and hope that everybody will show up. Great. And if you're listening to this, if you hear this, you're officially invited. Exactly. This is your formal invitation, and you'll get another one in the mail, but uh, this one counts too. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) All right. So what else we got on the docket? So with the 60th milestone, uh, it's really caused us to do some reflection, Mm -hmm. as you would expect a milestone like that to do. Uh, So one of the things that we as a development group are really looking at is how do we create a more sustainable model for support for New Life Ranch. Mm, yeah. Um, I mean, we have capital campaigns that happen. We have the scholarship fund that happens every year. Yeah. Uh, we have other can- other special projects that come up. Come up. Um, and, you know, our operational costs are always covered by what goes on here at the ranch. Right. Camp fees. Camp and fees and that type of thing. And, yeah. it, it takes care of that. But um, one of the things that we really haven't ever spent a lot of time talking about is planned giving. Mm. And, you know, what we know is that 85% of Americans don't have any kind of a plan, uh, any kind of an estate plan for what's mm. going to happen to their assets after, they, after they're gone, mm. after they pass away. And so we really would like to take this 60th milestone uh, and use that as an opportunity for us to reflect as a, as a group, as sure. reflect as a ranch, reflect as supporters, and have an opportunity to think about, well, do I want to be, you know, do I want to leave a, a legacy for the next generation of campers, it's an opportunity, you know, even in a small way. If, sure. you, were, if you were to give a $10,000 gift uh, through the Tulsa Community Foundation, you'd send a camper to camp from now on. Mm. For From now until eternity. From now on, yeah. <laughs> until Jesus comes until back. Until Jesus comes back. You could, have camp, you could be supporting a yeah, camper. Yeah, that's to, great. Come to, come to the ranch every year. So when you start thinking about that way, it actually starts to make a lot of sense. Yeah. It doesn't mean I have to give everything, but I can give something. Right. And it doesn't even have to be money. I mean, it can be gifts in kind. It can be property. It can be estates. There's different things sure. you can leave when you think about leaving a planned gift. Mm-hmm. So what we've done is we, we've talked about Plan giving is being an emphasis for us this year. Um, we have a partner in Tulsa called the Advancement Group. Okay, they they will do an estate plan for free for any friend of the ranch. Yeah, it, there's not an obligation to the ranch. You can do an estate plan and decide, hey, you know, I'm not going to leave her. Not, yeah. I'm not going to leave a, a gift to the ranch, but it's still free to you as a friend of the ranch, and it's a service right. that uh, because of our partnership with them, we can offer. To anybody that's associated with the ranch, anybody that's hearing this actually yeah. could go and talk to the advancement group about developing an estate plan for their estate. Great. So on the heels of that, what we've really committed to do is we're going to run a campaign that's called 60 for 60. Okay. And what that literally means is we want to at least have 60 conversations this year with people that are associated with the ranch, supporters who may already be giving but mm. haven't really thought about a planned gift or we have a lot of supporters that are actually, since we've started this conversation, have said, oh, by the way, we ha- we are leaving a planned <laughs> gift. And it's like, we just yeah. didn't know it. Oh, wow. So 
that we want that to happen too. Sure. So it's literally to be intentional. The 60 for 60 campaign during our 60th year, we want to have 60 conversations with people at least. Yeah. And it's literally to just have a conversation. Um, it doesn't mean that it's going to, you're going to be obligated anyway, but we would like to have a conversation with you about Great. what planned giving means. Um, Does this conversation right now between you and I count? Probably, actually. Excellent. All right. Yeah. So it's One in your, down, it's, it's 59 in your, to go. Exactly. It's in your brain. <laughs> Good. All right. I'm in. <laughs> okay. Um, so part of that then literally is, okay, if we're going to have these people that are leaving planned gifts, mm-hmm. Do we have a legacy society? And the answer has been no. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have established and are establishing um, a legacy society for New Life Ranch. Okay. The name of that legacy society is the 1958 Circle. Okay. Um, for obvious reasons, 1958 <laughs> was the was the year that this camp was established. Yeah. And so we want to honor those people that are leaving a gift by saying you're a member of the 1958 Circle. That's great. Um, so during the course of 2018. If you're one of those people that say, hey, I'm, I'm going to leave a planned gift. We mm. don't need to know how much it is. We mm. just need to know that you're leaving a gift. If you designate that you're leaving a gift, you will become a founding member mm. of the 1958 Circle. So it's a kind of a unique mark yeah. in time this year that we're hitting this 60th milestone, and we're going to have these conversations, and then we've established our Legacy Society. And we really hope that people will really start to consider that. Yeah. The reality is, if people will really start to consider that, my goal uh, and our goal as an organization, we have an endowment with the Tulsa Community Foundation already. Okay. We want to build that endowment so that that endowment becomes a sustainable way to support uh, New Life Ranch, a sustainable way to really support campers that are coming to New Life sure, Ranch. Sure, yeah. So that literally, as that, as that fund grows... It will help us with our 1914 scholarship yeah. year after year after year. It, right. would, it would work the same way on a college campus that you would sure. have an endowment scholarship or an endowment fund there, funding scholarships for, for kids to right. go to school. We want to create the same type of environment. Yeah. So it's just one more piece, I would say one more leg, uh, of how we support the ranch and yeah. how we do that in perpetuity. Great. All right, so a recap. Uh, it's 2018, 60-year anniversary of right. New Life Ranch. Uh, coming up here in April, we've got our Night for New Life Ranch dinners. Right. Uh, come out and celebrate 60 years of impact. Bring people that you think uh, would love to hear about the impact that we've got going Absolutely. here. Uh, and then we've got the 60 for 60 conversations. Right. Well, actually, we're at 59 for 60. Uh, true. Uh, and then uh, we have the 1958 circle for people that uh, would like to leave a, a, a gift to New Life Ranch, right. um, a planned giving gift, become a founding member of that. That's correct. And if they want to find out anything about this, so they can get in contact with you, I suppose. Yes, me or just, Scott uh, or, or even Sam Morton in our, great. in our development team. Yeah, just shoot an email to Tim at NewLifeRanch.com. Uh, give us a call, 918-422-5506. Uh, we would love to talk to you about any of those things. And uh, yeah, so good. Yep. All right. Well, thanks, Tim. Appreciate Thank it. Thanks, Justin. Yeah. Coming up after the break, I'll be talking with one of our board members, Lowell Heck. We talk about his dad founding NLR in 1958, what camp was like back in the good old days, and the original mission of New Life Ranch. Oh, can separate us take us away from your love it is bigger than the highest mountain flowing down like a river river from above 
thank you, God. You know the only thing that can make summer camp better for me? If a friend comes along with me. You know the only thing that can make summer camp better for my parents? If they can save money when I bring a friend with me. I guess that makes Buddy Bucks pretty great. For every friend you bring to camp that has never been to New Life Ranch before, you'll save $20. Just make sure they put your name down in the Buddy Bucks field when they register. The best part is you can invite unlimited friends and save unlimited money. So get out there and invite some friends to summer camp. Hey, joining me today is Lowell Heck. He's uh, been a board member for several years now. A long lot time, of years. more than several years. <laughs> uh, but more than that, he is the son of Reverend Willard Heck, who is the founder of New Life Ranch. So welcome to the podcast, Lowell. It's good to have you here. Thank you very much. Well, hey, let's jump right into it. So you have been associated with New Life Ranch basically your whole life. Uh, how old were you when New Life Ranch was, was founded? I was seven years old when uh, Dad made the decision to purchase purchase a ranch. Okay. Uh, and so the, the ranch was purchased in 1958. Uh, you were seven years old. Do you remember much about, um, about the process of your dad coming here and deciding to make that uh, purchase? Well, I remember quite a bit of uh, him talking about it and those kind of yeah. things. And um just to step back just a little bit and give you a little bit of history of why he purchased the ranch. Sure, uh, yeah, yeah. He came to Oklahoma in 1947, Okay, and he was a missionary with Children's Bible Mission, and uh, their program was to present uh, assemblies in public schools and then also had a Bible memory portion of that that went with it too. And so when the kids would learn 300 verses, they mm. earn a week to camp. So we always had... Uh, camps uh, during the summertime, uh, two weeks, and mm-hmm. people could also pay to go. And they didn't have to memorize the three hundred verses necessarily. <laughs> so every 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 year he had two weeks of camp that he did, and uh, he uh, came to Calm's Ranch uh, back in forty seven and forty eight, and then so he was doing the summer camps out at Kellum's Ranch, which was. Which was New Life Ranch before it was New Life Ranch. Yeah, that's the original uh, gotcha. camp was, was Kellum's Ranch. That's gotcha. correct. And uh, when he first came to Oklahoma, they, they found Kellum's Ranch and rented it for the ch- Children's Bible Mission camps. Okay. And then they went on and had camps other places and things like that. And then in the mid-50s, uh, Dad got the vision that uh, the Lord wanted him to do something more than just the schoolwork during the you know fall and spring. Right. Summertime was kind of open, you know, for him and things, right, yeah. and he enjoyed, obviously, uh, uh, youth camp, and so he felt that the Lord was leading him to purchase a place and run camps uh, full-time during the summer. Okay. And so it was on a family vacation back in 1957 at, uh, up in Colorado uh, yeah. that he thought very hard about Callum's Ranch, and then he got a business partner to come in with him to help him look for properties and stuff. And that's Tom Hall. Mm-hmm. So he's a co-founder uh, yeah. of, of New Life Ranch. And uh, came up and talked to Homer Kellums. And he hadn't even thought about selling the place, but was open to it. And so they talked. And then Tom and my dad went around looked at other places and things. And uh, 
ended up buying Calvin Ranch. <laughs> and here we are. <laughs> and here we 60 are. 60 years later. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, so uh, if, if you're a listener and you may not know this, but uh, this is the 60th anniversary of uh, the founding of New Life Ranch, uh, founded in 1958. February 15th. February 15th. Okay, so that is the official date. I, I saw that somewhere. I thought it was arbitrary. I, I thought I had picked it arbitrarily uh, for like Facebook or something. And uh, so I was like, February 15th, that seems kind of random. Well, that's uh, the day they signed the papers. That's the day they signed the paper was February 15th. Well, that's that's great. So we're, yeah. we're coming up uh, at about a month from the recording of this to yeah. the official date. So... Uh, so your dad, he, he was with Tom Hole. He bought New Life Ranch. Uh, what do you remember about those early days? I guess you were seven or eight, so. Yeah, uh, it was a lot of fun for me. <laughs> yeah, I bet. All there was also sudden, work, too. There was no yeah. such thing as child labor back then. So. <laughs> hey, son, guess what? I bought a camp. You're yeah. going to work here and live here and love it. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, I had two older brothers, and yeah. all three of us chipped in and did a lot of stuff, picked up a whole lot of rocks, mowed a lot of yards. Uh, yeah. And so, uh, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. Uh, I do one of my first memories of the ranch. There was a, um, a caretaker that lived here um, uh-huh. for the Kellums because he traveled quite a bit. And uh, he, they had a son that was close to my age, and we'd go up in the woods. And one of the, t- one of the first times I was up there, we were running through the woods, and I stepped on a big old six foot black snake. <laughs> he might have been four foot, but he seemed like he was right, six. Right, right. <laughs> he was a monster. This <laughs> is one of those memories, you know, that, you know, sure. that, that this isn't Tulsa. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah. So when, when he first purchased the camp, did you guys actually move out here and live out here, or were you in Tulsa kind of moving back and forth? Yeah, we moved back and forth in the sense that we lived out here during the summer. Okay. And then when we had retreats on the weekends, we'd come up here because sure. we, we had to do it all. Yeah. And uh, so, so, uh, yeah, I, I went to school uh, in, in Tulsa, graduated from Nathan Hale High School. And it was shortly after I graduated from high school that uh, mom and dad moved full-time up, up to the ranch. Okay. So you, you were out at college. Mom and dad moved in here to... Well, when I went to college is uh, right. when they moved in. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so so I imagine, you know, I, I've seen pictures from from back then, Um that, that's my only context, really. But it seemed like uh, you know, a very outdoor-centric camp, lots of uh, archery and, you know, a lot of the same things that we do today. But yes. what was the general feeling of summer camp back in in the 50s and 60s? Well, it was very similar other than the facilities. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that was one of the biggest things that uh, Dad had to do was get the infrastructure sure. of, the, of the ranch up to speed. Uh, we... Uh, the water tastes bad now. You should have tasted it back then. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could literally see the sulfur coming out and, yeah. and say it, it was terrible. Right. But uh, the well uh, wouldn't support uh, a week long of 200 people on the grounds. So, I oh, mean, wow. It just wasn't enough water. Yeah. So that was one of the very first things uh, that uh, they needed to do was find you know place to have water because sure. you can't have people up here and not have right, water right. for them. So, um they uh, found out that across the river over here, that across the creek, that uh, they drilled a 300-foot well and found plenty of water. So yeah, that's uh, always one of the stories my dad told is that the guy was at 298 feet and says, man, we aren't getting any more water. And dad said, drill two more feet. <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> drilled two more feet, and I got uh, six gallons a minute coming out of the well, which was 
good enough for that point in time anyway. Sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so was the property pretty bare bones when he originally bought it? No, Kellum's uh, like, you know, he rented the grounds out for, for camps, and mm-hmm. there were 12 cabins. Uh, okay. I mean, they were really rustic. Uh, <laughs> we Especially about, by today's standards. Well, uh, even back in those standards, it, yeah. was, <laughs> it, was, it was pretty rustic. There was only... Uh, Two bathrooms with running water. Okay. Uh, there were we used sheds uh, that had uh, water spouts on them uh, to brush your teeth and stuff. And oh, wow. then their outhouses for the restrooms. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> how many people did those cabins hold? Was it? Uh, they would. Some of them would roll the eight or nine. Other ones would hold ten to fourteen. Okay, so yeah. pretty standard cabin size. Yeah, and there was a couple of cabins that were like two story cabins. So, uh, you oh know, wow, had, had like four or five rooms in them. So, wow, yeah, it was. Uh, there's there's some pretty good sized buildings and and the things that that had been built. Sure. So so he came in and then he he tried to get the infrastructure. What was the I know the chapel was built around 1961. Is that right? Yeah, 62. Okay, 1962. Was that? It was built 61. Okay, but yeah. Was that the first major building project that he undertook? Yes, uh, and that was my grandfather. Uh, it's Mabel C. Heck uh, Memorial Chapel, which right. was my grandmother, and she had died of uh, liver cancer mm-hmm. in uh, 1959 or 60, and my grandfather wanted to build a. A chapel in her memory. Mm-hmm. And Dad and Tom Hall had said one of the things we need is a uh, tabernacle is what they were going to build an outdoor, you know, uh, post barn sure. type of thing for 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 gathering for worship because there was no worship place on the grounds at the time. Mm. They were meeting above the old dining hall that just got torn down a couple of years ago. So uh, that's what they used for the meeting room, and so that was the first uh, building built. And at the time they were building it, the uh, home church of my dad and grandfather back in New Jersey mm-hmm. uh, were tearing down their old building and building a new one. And so the glass, stained glass windows that are in the chapel. That's there, right. Yeah. And th- so those stained glass that are in there currently are the ones that were originally built yes. into into the chapel in 1962, yep. 61. That's correct. Wow. Yeah. They were uh, in memory of uh, family members of, of, okay. the, of my dad so, yeah. or myself, I guess. And, and I knew those were old. <laughs> I remember them even from when I was a camper because, you know, one of the get to's was you get to not throw rocks and they always <laughs> used to bring up these stained glass. Like if you break this stained glass, you will probably break Reverend Heck's heart. <laughs> that'll be it for you. So <laughs> I have those distinctly in my memory, but I, I couldn't remember the exact story about where they came from, but that's, that's so yes. cool because uh, yeah, they're, they're date back in the 1800s. Oh, those are even, man, those are, so those are yeah. really old pieces of uh, stained glass. Well, they're true works of art. That's, yeah. There's no doubt about it. Just a leaded glass and some of those glass layers are five glasses thick to get yeah. the right color. Oh wow! They use to match it stuff. It's they're they're special. That is really cool. So, did you help with uh, building the chapel at all? No, I did not. I was a little <laughs> little young. Yeah, because you would have been what, like ten at the time. Yeah, and uh, Dad would come up during the week at times, and when he wasn't, he was still doing the school school work. So he had you know that uh, schedule to keep and everything. But he'd spend a lot of time up here doing uh, doing work with Tom Hall and uh, a couple of the guys that helped build it. Yeah. So what did that first year look like uh, with groups, and, and how, how did that all sort of function with getting the camp started when he, when he, right after he purchased it? Well, like I said before, he had uh, his 
children's Bible mission camps. So there yeah. was, he would have two weeks of those. So that was part of it. And then there was a church in uh, Tulsa, Presbyterian Church, uh, that had two weeks of uh, summer camp for girls only. And mm-hmm. they'd bring almost 100 girls each week uh, okay. for that two weeks. And so there were four weeks right there. And then the other churches rented facilities for their summer camps too. So that first year, uh, I believe we probably had about six weeks of, uh, of camp, probably okay. 500 people. Uh, you know, it, uh, the grounds could hold probably 100, but it'd be harder to feed them and give them, the, like we talked about before, water wouldn't last that long. So. <laughs> hey, uh, we're out of water. You need yeah, to leave. Right. <laughs> well, that happened uh, more than once. That oh, we, really? Oh, that we had to boil water to drink and stuff. Oh, uh, man. Yeah, it was uh, it, it, it was different. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. Well, you know, we, we, we're still on well water, so every once in a while we still run out because, mm. you know, when we have six or 700 people out here at a time, then yeah. we'll go through that well water pretty quick. Well, especially when a problem. Fortunately, now we got three wells. I think. Yeah, yeah, so it's, that's true. Yeah, we just moved the water. So the six weeks of camp, did they do other things like retreats or? Yes, um, we'd uh, have retreats during the fall and spring. Now, we didn't do it during the winter time because nothing was uh, uh, heated. Oh, so, okay. Uh, when it got to freezing and stuff, we had to shut down all the the, the two bathrooms that we had. <laughs> <laughs> Got to winterize the camp. <laughs> had to winterize those uh, because and now, Dad always wanted the place to be a year-round facility. So uh, even in the old uh, cabins that were just nothing but studs and siding, uh, I remember we had wood stoves in them. <laughs> oh, wow. You wouldn't do it today. but uh, Right. But, uh, yeah, for those uh, chilly October, sure. March uh Mornings and stuff, we had the wood stoves in there, and we'd just, I always remember stoking the fire. I thought it was fun to get the <laughs> get the wood stove glowing red, and that yeah. means you got a really good fire. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's that's a, a like a boy's dream, I suppose. Oh, uh, like, you, hey, can you go get the fire started in the stove? Oh, absolutely, I'm yeah, on that. I, I'm on it. I'm <laughs> on it. Yeah, at the and you know, of course, as years grew, we got more and more. Um, rental groups and things, mm-hmm. but also New Life Ranch uh, camps started expanding. And so it uh, got to where we were not letting churches come in because we were taking up the weeks with the New Life Ranch uh, So then it, it's, it, it moved over to New Life Ranch programming instead of yep. bringing in troops. That's the thing. You know, it, it, church groups are great. Don't, don't get me wrong. Here, sure, but, yeah. but New Life Ranch, that's that's their job is running summer camps. Right, so right. Uh, we always felt that our staff and the people in charge uh, would do a lot better job. And, of course, the big thing is the relationships that mm. uh, people build with their campers. You know, and the thing that's always been there, and I think, uh, you know, we talked previously about uh, what things have changed. That's another thing that's never changed is that it's the students that come here, the college students, the counselors, want to build relationships with their, with their kids and, yeah. and, and exhibit the life of Christ to them, not just talk about it. Right, yeah. Yeah, we, were, we just talked about in staff meeting our, our core values being biblically based, yes. focused on relationship and service. Yep. And so it's pretty cool to see that thread. As I've been talking to people throughout the history of New Life Ranch, those threads of our core values, our mission, everything, it's, it, it all goes back to that beginning. Yep. And, and you look at it biblically, I mean, that's the way Jesus was. I mean, he spent sure. three years with 12 guys. You yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's really cool to see yeah, those threads. It really there. is. It's special. Yeah. 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 So, so what was his original? What was his original mission for the camp when he founded it? Uh, same as today. Same as today. Yeah, Sixty years is, later. Yeah, the, we didn't have a 
quote unquote mission statement like we do now right. and, and, and you know put down the final words but his whole thing was that people come here to be saved and then also be led into yeah. uh, service so it's really kind of funny it's it's all the same yeah. and uh uh it's i think that's what makes new life ranch special and why god has blessed new life ranch so well is cuz sure. we're in true to the mission yeah. that was originally there and so did he did he have the I guess it's kind of the slogan of Valley set apart for the glory of God. Was that attributed to him? Was that sort of... That's attributed to him when he and Tom Hall first came onto the ranch. After they signed the papers, they stopped. And actually, I think it was the day they were signing the papers, stopped at the gate and dedicated it to the glory of God. And so, uh, you know, that it wasn't anything they were doing, anything. It was all God. And so that's where it came from. Sure. Yeah. So... Going back to your experience with the ranch, you obviously grew up here as a kid. Uh, did, were you mostly just a camper, or did you also serve as a counselor or different roles throughout the years? I did about everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what are some of those fonder things that you look back on as you... Well, I remember the best job I ever had was lifeguard. <laughs> when I turned 16, I went yeah. and got my uh, life, life, lifeguard stuff, and then yeah. uh, became a lifeguard, and that was that, that was uh, pretty good. Uh, just hanging out by the creek uh watching the kids swim yeah that was that was the easiest job there was i think <laughs> so i guess that means you had some uh, pretty uh, some harder jobs uh, in your career at the ranch is that no, true well uh, you call them harder is just different but sure we, uh yeah i did enjoy the building part uh, yeah when we got to you know do things make additions on or make improvements to and those sure. kind of things uh I mean, the hardest thing around here, of course, is digging ditches. So, it's, yeah, the rock rocks are right there at the surface. Oh so man, it's, yes, they are everywhere. Rocks are everywhere. And uh, it always seemed like um, we got better equipment and stuff after I left. <laughs> you know, so. Come on, Dad. Come on, help me out here. I was using a pitch a pickaxe, and you went now got a dozer. Yeah. Uh, so, so were you were you were a counselor? Yes, uh, I went through uh, what back then was junior counselor, which is counselors in training now, I guess, yeah. uh, you know, in your high school years. And we worked in the kitchen, uh, washed all the dishes. We didn't have a dishwasher, you know, it was, uh, right. you know, all the tasks that go with it, uh, changing the toilet paper, uh, taking out trash, yeah. take it to the dump and uh, those kind of things. <laughs> and then... Uh, became a counselor and then we started a little program called uh, the engineers which was a very little bit like the what knee highs are now in the sense that we did service projects out on the grounds mm-hmm. uh, we didn't go out anywhere at that time but uh, did a lot of uh, projects that needed to be done clearing trails and those sure. kind of things so sure um and then well, after college i worked uh, one summer here just as a hand, uh, right. last job I did uh, was finish up the gym. <laughs> so, oh, okay. So the gy- when was the gym built? It Not was the current one, but the one before. 72. Yeah, the one that burnt down was built in 72. Ni- 1972. Yeah. And uh, uh, that was, did the flag out front and uh, oh, yeah. put up the all the wood paneling around the inside of it. And yeah. Then I went and got a job. <laughs> <laughs> Is it? Is it surreal for you sometimes to step onto these grounds now where just it, it seems like even in the last 10 years since I've started that so much 
infrastructure has changed between buildings and obviously got a new pool, a new gym. We're working on a new dining hall. I mean, is it weird for you sometimes to kind of step on and think, man, this is just, it almost feels different, but you it's know, not. Well, it would be probably if I hadn't been coming up every year. You know? Yeah, yeah. You know, it'd definitely be weird uh, <laughs> if I hadn't been here in 15, 20 years. You wouldn't recognize it. Right. That's right. But ranch has always been on a change. You know, right. There's always new improvements, new things. Now, as we grow bigger, there's more changes, but mm-hmm. there's still... You know, it's kind of like increasing camp. We double the size of your camp. Well, from back then, it was pretty easy to do, it seemed like, but it's still just doubling. And, right. You know, we can't double this, you know, these grounds now. <laughs> <Right>. so <laughs> We're running out of acres here. Yeah, there we go. And, what sort of things uh, programmatically have you seen shift through the years? Because I imagine uh, camp, the camping industry has kind of evolved, so I imagine that programmatically things probably – uh, have shifted a little bit. Yeah, it's uh, you know, it's like everything in 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 time. You know, things get different, but it's really you know we still have archery, still have rifle. Sure, you, know, you might be using paint guns now and stuff, <laughs> but you know it's 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 very similar in that sense. Right, and it's also similar in the sense is that uh, Dad never uh, envisioned a, uh, Bible camp in the sense of mm. you spend all your time in Bible classes and things like that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's not his saying, but just the saying that is, you know, the, you can only endure what your seat can. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, smart man. <laughs> <laughs> so it's always been a Christian recreational camp. I sure. guess I would call it in the sense that, you know, kids get to do stuff they don't get to do at yeah. home. Uh, swimming in the creek and doing the the things that you talked to about. Uh, probably some of the biggest things, you know, programmatically uh, was when we got the ropes course mm. um, and started the challenge course part of it and yeah. led into the outdoor ministries. Uh, there were some that didn't take. Um, uh, Dad had always, my father was uh, adopted mm-hmm. and uh, he'd lived in an orphanage uh, when he was six to eight years old. Mm. And uh, he always thought that might be a part of uh, New Life Ranch. In fact, they uh, had a couple of kids up here and people, you know, lived on the grounds full time and mm. it just never took off. Uh, this building here, the uh, office building, Bridal Inn, was built for handicapped uh, people. Mm. And we had the muscular dystrophy uh, camp up here for several years and that never took off uh, hmm. as big as what was expected. Sure. So there's been things there, and you kind of wonder why certain things happen, but it's all in God's hands. Sure. And, yeah. Uh, and it and it and it and it just grows in different ways than what you expect. And yeah, you know, it's uh, just been that way for the whole sixty years. Sure. Yeah. So if your dad was to come onto the grounds today, what what do you think he would be thinking? I mean. What would his thoughts about New Life Ranch be? Do you think God is good? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he was a he was a visionary. Sure, uh, you know, and, uh, and he uh, always felt that uh, if he had more faith, it'd been even more. Mm. Maybe you know that kind of thing. But uh, oh, he'd, he'd he'd be pleased. There's no doubt about it. But sure. Would he be shocked? I don't think so. Uh, he, <laughs> He'd say, oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. of course it's this. Well, it's, yeah. it's, well it's the, you know, it's, that's what he's saying. It's, the, you know, that 
he knew that the creator of the universe could do anything he wanted to. Here. Sure, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, I always remember him talking that someday maybe New Life Ranch would be the word of life of the Ozarks. So, mm. you know. <laughs> right. That's awesome. We aren't there yet. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully we'll get there soon. Yeah. But uh, So how long have you been on the board? Uh, probably the, since the early 80s, uh, 81, okay. I think. Uh, we yeah. Uh, between John Peterson and I, we're just trying to decide, you know, when we came Who's on. Who's got the longest tenure there? Well, uh, actually, uh, Jim Pearson's got the longest tenure. Okay, he, gotcha. He, he's been here since the seventies. Okay, wow. So, we, so you've been about forty years now. Uh, what keeps you excited about New Life Ranch? That keeps you on the board and, and motivated to see this place grow. I just love to see God at work. Yeah, uh, you know, there's. Uh, I'm not involved with anything like New Life Ranch. <laughs> right. It's just, you know, it's just unbelievable what to be involved in some little way sure. of God's work and, and seeing the fruits of um, the pe- what people put into it. It's it's not about the board, and, you know, it's about the people that work here. It's about the people that come here, mm. the summer staff. You know, it's, it's everybody individually uh, having that. Same goal is uh, is what makes New Life Ranch. Yeah, you know it's uh, that's 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 it's just the beauty of it. Sure, and you know, say there hasn't been problems along the way. Every once in a while, we're all humans. So <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> but it's just amazing how God has worked through everybody that's been involved with New Life Ranch yeah. and uh, the results. Yeah, and so what do you see for the future of the ranch? What, what's exciting to you about that? Well, right now it's the the growth. Yeah, you know, and it's not the growth in numbers. And we we all say that here. It's it's the ability to reach more people with the gospel, and uh, so that's that's the key to the whole thing. But uh, uh, this is really some exciting times. Uh, Yeah, we're looking at uh, other facilities and expanding facilities and those kind of things. So it's it's really an exciting time. Yeah. It really is. Well, hey, I really appreciate you coming out here today and uh, chatting with me about uh, the origin of New Life Ranch, uh, talking to me about your dad and, and how he got this place started. So, yeah. yeah, and I'm excited about another 60 years for New Life Ranch. Absolutely. We're, we're just barreling ahead as we go on. So. No, we, we, just like my dad said, hopefully the Lord will come before then. But if he doesn't. <laughs> yes, yes. Amen. <laughs> well, great. Thanks so much for coming out here. I appreciate you chatting. Oh, my privilege. All right. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Hey, thanks for joining us again for MCP. I hope you enjoyed hearing from Lowell about the early days of camp as much as I did. Next month, I'll be talking to Mr. Bill Biggs. If you've been around the ranch at all over the past 60 years, odds are you've encountered Mr. Bill. He tells some great stories of his time at the ranch throughout the decades. If you have any feedback about this podcast, we would love to hear it. Here's something you like. Here's something you didn't. Got an idea for a segment? If you do, please send us an email to podcast at newliferanch.com. Music for this podcast was written and performed for the ranch by Cass Harris. You can find all of his work on iTunes and Spotify. Additional music was written and performed for the ranch by Chris King. If you haven't had a chance yet to listen to the interview I did with him back in December, I would highly recommend checking it out. And finally, help us spread the word about MCP by sharing this podcast with your friends that love New Life Ranch and subscribing on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever it is you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening. We'll be back in March.